Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm so happy that you're here. My name is Carly Aquilino, and we have quite the episode for you guys today. I have a lot of things that I want to chit chat with you guys about. We're going to get to your emails that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And it's going to be a great week. Happy Monday to those of you that listen to this on Mondays. If you are listening to it on Monday, guess what? It's a very special Monday, June 13th. Uh, my Netflix taping comes out on Netflix. It's on a special called Pete Davidson presents the best friends. And it's me, uh, Jordan rock, Julio Gallerati, Pete Davidson, obviously, uh, Dave Cyrus, Nico white, really, really great comedians. And I'm just so happy to be a part of it. So I hope you guys watch. I hope you enjoy. And this upcoming Thursday is the premiere of my new Spotify show. That's a live podcast. You can listen to it live on Spotify, but if you want to join in on the podcast, you guys can call in, you can join me. Um, you can do that on the Spotify live app. So otherwise you can just tune in on Spotify or you can tune in the next day. Cause it's going to live on there for a minute. Now, uh, you know, all good things, all good things. We're staying positive, even though I found out on Friday that I'm going to be served papers. Yes, everybody, I'm going to be served papers. So if a public servant arrives at my house, because my landlord said, somebody's going to knock on your door and they're going to give you papers. I'm going to go, all right, well, we'll see about that. Because I'm going to say, I am an Italian. I, I do not know who is this. I do not know this girl. Thank you. Grazie. I am an Italian boy. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do because they're just busting my balls. He said, we need to give you a notice saying that we gave you a notice that we were selling the damn building. I'm like, listen, you can kiss my ass to high heavens because I got the time. I got the gosh darn time, but I am looking for a place in the meantime. It's just, it, it's impossible right now, but either way, all posy vibes, all good things. Everything's going to work out. You guys, if you hear shuffling, shuffling and rustling, it's Robert is, he decided right now is a good time to poop. So he is digging in his litter box. I just got home from my parents' house. It's 1047 PM on Sunday. And uh, I was going to record there, but I realized that I can't do that because there's always something going on at my parents' house. People are screaming. There's kids around. Everybody's all over the place. It's a very, it's not a uh, recording, a good recording environment. So I wanted to record there today because I know you guys haven't heard much from my mom. Uh, you know, she hasn't been on the podcast in a minute. I know you guys miss her. So, but it just, it didn't work out, but that's okay. Um, we went to uh, Fire Island for my cousin's birthday on Saturday. It was really fun. I got hammered. I did mushrooms. I took some mushrooms home. I gave my parents mushrooms. They microdosed. It was a great night. It was a great night. My dad said, oh, you've got mushrooms? I said, yeah, I got mushrooms. He goes, I'll try them. He said it like that. I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, Ellen, you want to try them with me? She's like, I'm scared. I'm like, ma, it's fine. Nothing's going to happen. You're going to microdose. You're not even, I said, you're just going to feel relaxed. You're not going to trip. You're not going to hallucinate. She's like, all right. So I gave my parents mushies and we sat and we chilled and, and we freaking, we microdosed together. Now, if that's not a special Saturday night, I don't know what is. That's when I should have recorded the damn fucking podcast. Cause my dad looked at a Clementine and he called it an orange <laughs> He was like, I don't really eat a lot of watermelon. My favorite is orange jeans. <laughs> I was like, me scoozy? He was like, no, orange jeans, the little oranges. <laughs> Who the fuck? I said, what are you talking about? Then my mom tried to say it. She was messing it up, too. She said, they're, they're Mandarin Clementins. I'm like, you guys are a bunch of freaks. You're a bunch of freaks, that's for sure. So anyway, I did mushrooms with my family. That was really fun. And when we were at the party before that, when we were at the party Saturday during the day, I was on one, girls. I went, I was, you know, my friends that I go to Fire Island with, 
over the summer, when we go to the pines, they, one of them said last year, he said, I know Carly's drunk. Cause she starts doing Tai Chi because I really just start punching and God forbid anyone's in my way. I'm really out here. Like Muhammad Ali. I, I just start punching the air and you'll turn around and you'll see me in a corner, just, you know, shadow boxing. And I, and I did do that several times. My mom was recording me a few times <laughs> and I didn't know. And she just showed me the videos before before I left, she said, look at this. I was talking to this guy. I just start hopping around. I'm, I'm like, what the hell was happening? But I had a lot of fun, saw the fam. It was great. Um, and, and it, it was a fun, really fun weekend. It was a really, really fun weekend. So that's that. And I told you guys about Spotify. I told you guys about that. All right, let's get to it. Let's do it to it, ladies and gents. I, uh, I have a bunch of emails that you guys all sent in. Again, the email address is secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And we can just, we can, you know what? Let's start it from the top. This one just says cruise comedians. Hey, Carly, Stanley, and Robert. Hi, and meow, meow. I'm coming to you from my treadmill and also listening to last week's episode. I just wanted to send an email because I recently got back from a Royal Caribbean cruise and I went to a comedy show on board. I was thinking, oh my God, how awesome would it be if Carly was doing shows on this cruise? My question is, have you ever considered doing this? Is there a bad stigma about comedians on cruises? It's just so interesting to me. The guy I saw said he was on the boat anywhere from three to five weeks at a time. It's so wild. Anywhere. Thanks for reading this. Love ya. P.S. Please come to the Midwest. We're dying from for some entertainment out here in Indiana. Um, I have never performed on a cruise ship or anything. The comedians that perform on cruise ships are normally very clean. You have to be because this is a family show. So I'm not, I probably wouldn't be the top of their list. Uh, they would say, you know, they would throw me off the damn boat if I started doing my material up there, but no, I mean, that's something I definitely would do if there was some type of like cruise where it was like adults only. Um, I would do it for sure. That's fun. But what's so weird is like, isn't it like people who perform on cruise ships, whether they're like singers or like whatever in-house entertainment they have, they're not allowed to like leave their room. Like they can't eat with everybody. They can't go out on the deck and like relax. Like they have to stay in their designated area, which is kind of weird to me. I don't know. I would feel kind of trapped, especially on a damn cruise ship. Did you guys see there was a freaking, I, you know, I hate the, I, I don't know if it was a Royal Caribbean cruise or if it was a princess carnival cruise or something. You know how they named them like so ridiculous. They were like, this is the princess Diana. You're like, okay. Uh, but one of them freaking set on fire a couple weeks ago. Did you guys see that? Crazy town. Yeah, that would make me a little nervous, but I would do it. Come on, I'm trying to party. Here, here's my rule. If there's drinks, I'm there, right? It's the summer of the girlies, and you already know that. This next one says, what is with men going through our fridges? Hi, Carly. I burst out laughing when I listened to the pod, and this girl wrote in saying that her date was looking through her fridge because tell me why the same thing happened to me about a week ago. We came home from the bar pretty drunk, and he asked for a tour of my place. He looked through my bookshelf and then proceeded to open my fridge and look at what I had in there. I just moved in, so I only had a jar of pickles, hot sauce, and some watermelon, LOL. And he's a big foodie and owns a restaurant, so I could tell he was probably judging. But wait, it gets worse. He slept over, and in the morning, he went to the bathroom. When he came back, he said he was looking for mouthwash and couldn't find it. So he looked through all of my drawers and fixed the doorknob on them because they were loose. Honestly, hey, I'm not mad at that. Uh, love a handyman, but still a little violated that he went through my entire bathroom. After he left, I opened my drawers to make sure there wasn't anything embarrassing that he could have seen. I opened my first drawer sitting right on top was a tube of yeast infection cream and prescription strength deodorant. Oh, it's fine. Hey, you want to know what? Play silly games. You're going to win silly prizes. That's what you got to tell this guy. If you didn't want to see my Vagisil, you shouldn't open my drawer. All right? Because I got demons everywhere in this house. It's so funny that women really, really, we do get embarrassed. I got embarrassed once because a guy opened one of my kitchen drawers because he thought it was the uh, garbage. Like, you know, you pull out like a cabinet and it's the garbage. And it was like my Tupperwares weren't organized. And I was like, he thinks I'm a 
fucking piece of shit. Meanwhile, this man, forget it. His crusty ass bathroom. And here I am nervous about my damn Tupperware placement. Get the hell out of here. Get out of here. Can you guys hear me? Hello, hello. All right. My microphone's broken, my computer's broken, and my phone's broken. <laughs> oh, we live, we laugh, and we love gals. But um, then she says, this tweet reminded me of you. It says, the government should provide every girl with a $300 monthly stipend for her little beverages. <laughs> I mean, I know that's right. I know that's right. What would, what would I spend my $300 stipend on every month? I would, of course, you know, the first thing I'm going to spend it on would be my diet Cokes. I'm not, I'm not going to even include my Nespresso pods because that's going to take up a huge amount of the budget. Uh, Nespresso pods, they're a little pricey. And I order a lot at a time. So I'm not going to add in the Nespresso's. I'm going to do soft drinks, bev bevies only, okay? And juices. So I would do diet Cokes the most diet Coke, and then definitely skinny cans of seltzer, like those thin cans of seltzer. I love that shit. Nothing makes me feel like more of a fucking princess. And I swear to God, sometimes during the day, I'll just go, I need a break. I'm going to have a seltzer. And I sit on my couch and I drink a little skinny seltzer. My, fav my favorite one. Can you guys hear me? Mother of God. You know, you can't have everything in life. And I apparently can't have a microphone that fucking works. But uh, my favorite skinny seltzer is, um, and I don't mean skinny like it's diet. Okay. I'm not a freak. I'm not one of those girls that's like, this is my skinny margarita. It's like, ugh, you guys really have to take the fun out of everything, you skinny bitches. We don't need to be doing that. I mean, the bottle itself, the can, it is, it, it is sold in as a skinny can. You look at that can, you go, that's a skinny bitch right there. But they sell them at Trader Joe's. They have a flavor. It's like ginger and lemon. You know, that's right up my damn alley. So I would buy that. I would buy the Diet Cokes. And what else? What else? What else? I would probably do just to kind of spice it up a little bit. I would do juices like Martinelli's apple juice. <laughs> Forget it those are a hot commodity to me. Like I would do with a sleeve of Martinelli's. I would do a sleeve of coconut water, preferably that honest harvest coconut water is really, really good. It's pink for the girlies. Okay. No men are allowed to drink my beverages unless you're LGBT, but no heterosexual man can put, can put his, grubby little hands on a skinny seltzer and enjoy that in my home. You can't do it. It's pride month. Okay. So that's what I would spend it on. I'm drinking right now a lemon lime sparkling seltzer water, which is pretty luxurious. Oh, you know what I would, you know what I would actually do? I wouldn't do the Trader Joe's seltzers. I would do a Perrier. I would do a six pack of Perrier. If you have a six pack of damn Perrier in my house, again, they come in skinny cans. The glass bottle is luxury at its finest though. We got to, you got to spring for the, the glass bottle of the Perrier. Not me getting horny talking about drinks. I mean, it's the little things in life gals, right? Okay. This one says, how do you handle interactions with ex-best friends? Hi girly. Thanks so much for making me laugh out loud all the time. Oh, thank you so much for listening. I want to ask you how you handle interactions and conversations with ex-best friends. I had a friend who was so rude to me when I was going through a hard time and I finally cut her off after way too long, but she has a way of popping up every now and then. Uh, we go to the same college and used to be roommates. I moved out two weeks ago and I think she ate my couch, but that's a different story for a different time. I'm just going to read that sentence one more time. I think she ate my couch but that's a story for a different time. Okay. See now, just pause for a second. When you say things like that, I need more details. And I know you're saying it's a different story for a different day. I, I would just need to know what part of the couch was eaten um, because I do think that needs, she needs to go to the hospital. Um, 
So, and then she says, and she will only talk to me if no one is around, which doesn't really bother me until she texts me saying, I hope you're doing well. Whenever I post something fun, I've been doing on social media. Uh, I think she's jealous that I've been doing way better ever since I stopped being friends with her. When we were friends, I was hella depressed and she would tell me how dumb I am and how I can't handle things and constantly told me, uh, my only friend was her, but now I'm living my best life with much better friends and an amazing boyfriend and crazy family. And I think she notices how much better I off I am and can't handle it. You know, I've been trying to be the bigger person and be civil and act like nothing she's doing is bothering me, but I can only take so much. Sorry for the rambling, but how do I respond to her bullshit when at this point, all I want to say is please just leave me alone and move on with your life. It's giving weirdo. Uh, thanks. Love ya. Um, you know, I, it's hard because I feel you guys might bump into each other because you go to the same college, but you can just say like, listen, I, I am just trying to like move on with my life and I'm at peace right now. And, you know, I love that. I love that you keep reaching out, but I also need to just move on if it really bothers you. Otherwise you could just ignore her, you know, but you could tell her how you feel. If you really feel that way, like, listen, I feel like you weren't a great friend to me when I really needed you. And you kind of left me high and dry and I am really happy and at peace right now. So when you reach out, it sometimes brings up, you know, some resentment and I don't want to feel that way. So let's just please be cordial if we bump into each other. But other than that, you know, I'm all set. I don't need the pleasantries, babes. We good, babes. Thank you. Thanks so much. You can actually send her this audio clip. Thank you. I've seen all I needed to see. Thanks so much, babes. Won't need you reaching out anymore. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, this next one says, help me have a hot girl summer. Okay. Hi, girly, Robert and Stanley and the rest of the secret keepers. I love you, the pod and the rest of the girlies. Been listening for a while and I just want to give a big smoochie to everyone who needs extra love right now. Oh, well, we smoochies you back. Uh, speaking of needing some love right now, I'm in that boat. So I've been friends with this man. Let's call him Greg for a long time, 20-ish years. Greg and I have hooked up multiple times in the past and been flirty and romantic on and off for the years. Nothing super consistent, just having fun between relationships. Well, recently, when we both found ourselves single, things grew very hot and heavy between us, more than they ever have been. I took a situationship with a grain of salt and continued to just enjoy our time together with no pressure, and he was on the same page. Well, it completely blindsided me, but Greg caught Greg straight up ghosted me. Carly, it was complete radio silence. I couldn't understand what happened. And then I found out that his ex, who was approximately 10 years younger, reached out and they decided to work on things. Honestly, I've always had a soft spot for him and genuinely wanted him to be happy. If that's it, then so be it. I admit I am upset that it didn't work out between us because I'm far, but I'm far more upset that he couldn't tell me that he wanted to try things with his ex again. For context, we're almost 30. Is it too much to ask to just kind of be adults and communicate? Uh, aside from us partying together and hooking up, we've shared a lot of life's ups and downs. Being ghosted by him makes me feel like our friendship of so many years has no value. I haven't seen or talked to him in two months as a result of the situation, nor have I hung out with the same friend group that we share. My thing is I want to have a hot girl summer with my friends and just allow men back into my life. But I feel like the situation is holding me back. Please help your girl get out of this funk. Uh, please share your thoughts and advice so I can freely be shaking my ass on someone's boat this summer. I appreciate it. <laughs> XOXO times a million. Oh girl. You know what? He didn't do the right thing. He's not a good friend. I know that you guys have known each other for a million years and that always makes things a lot more complicated, but I, I, also understand this part of you that's going, oh, well, I, I'm taking it with a grain of salt and I'm not really, it's like, no, he upset you. What he did was wrong. And what he did is upsetting um, because he treated you like what you guys had, not even just you hooking up, but your friendship is not worth a, you know, respectable conversation. And that's a really shitty feeling. And that's happened to me before where like, I was really into this guy. We were kind of like, we were seeing each other for a little bit and I thought it was going to go somewhere. And he was like, I love you. He literally told me he loved me. He was like, I'm in love with you. And poof, disappeared. Poof, 
disappeared, you know? And then, of course, they come coming around the mountain when they come. And I say, where you been? You resurrected? It's not Easter. What's that about? And he said, whoa, my ex called me and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, you did a shitty thing and I'll never trust you and I don't care. And I told him how I felt. And he was like, you're right. He's like, that wasn't cool. He's like, I honestly was just being like, he's like, I was afraid to tell you what was going on because I thought you would be mad at me. I'm like, so they will, you want to know what men will do? They will make you hate them for the rest of your life in order, instead of just having a very simple, mature conversation with you saying like, hey, this isn't working out. Hey, I'm talking to somebody else. Just so you know, give me the heads up, give me the heads up. But they would rather us literally hate them until the day we die. You know? because they can't have the conversation. They got no balls. Isn't that ironic? Making us look at those ugly things all the freaking time. You don't even use them. Freaks. Sorry, I was, I was drinking my seltzer, guys. I get it, girl. I think we've always been there, but you can't let, and I say something like, I say things like this all the time where I'm like, you can't let somebody else's bad behavior affect the way that you're living your life. It's not your burden to carry. Yes. He did you dirty. Yes. He didn't do the right thing by you. But at the same time, it's just like what he did shouldn't be affecting the way you're living your life right now. He showed his ass. He showed you what he is. He showed you what, what he feels and he didn't even give you the courtesy of having that conversation with you. And he's sleeping like a fucking baby. He's not losing a blink of sleep over this. So why are you allowing it to ruin your, it's not your responsibility. His, his things shouldn't be your burden. And that's how I feel. That's how I feel about the whole situation. I'm like, yeah, I'll be damned. If I'm going to keep my ass in the house, worrying about you, when I could be at a freaking P.F. Chang's in New Jersey, the, at, at, looking like the bell of the damn ball, I could walk into a P.F. Chang's and, and, and the patrons there will say, that girl's a star. That girl's a star. Because I'll be dancing. Nobody's going to ruin my vibe. It's all about like giving someone the power to do that. Don't give them that power. You know? And I know the way I'm saying it, it feels like a, feels like a, you know, oversimplification of, of the situation. And I do understand it is serious and I know that it's hurtful, but to me, I'm just going, mm, he's not worth, he's, he's not worth it. Uh, okay. This next one says, am I wasting my time? Hey girl, I need your help. You think so much. So I met this guy on Tinder and we talked for a month before we went out and he lives an hour and a half away. I honestly thought it would just be a hookup, but it ended really ended up really handing it off and going out twice that week. Then he kept coming up to visit me, spend the night. He spent four nights with me once. We started talking every day, all day. I asked him after about a month of us seeing each other and him staying the four nights what he thought we were doing. Uh, he replied with saying that he didn't want anything serious right now as his divorce isn't final. Mine isn't either. But he said he likes me a lot and we can definitely still be casual, but didn't want to do casual with me. Huh? So I decided to go with the flow and just see what would happen. He talked about taking a trip for my birthday in December, going somewhere in October, and he wanted to meet all my friends. Mm-hmm. I know where this is going. I've heard this song before. We spent more time together and continued to talk every day. Lately, the last two weeks, he hasn't been texting me that much. Then one morning I saw that he updated his Tinder profile. So I confronted him about it and basically saying how he knows I'm not seeing anyone else. And I very much like him, but I don't think I could keep seeing him if he's still actively looking for other girls and trying to pick up chicks. His response was, am I just wasting my time? By the way, I did peep his Tinder here and there, and he was changing it, but I wasn't going to admit that and said that someone messaged me on there and I went to remove the notification and his pics popped up. Okay. So she, she checked it. She noticed he's been changing his pictures. It bothered her. She said something to him about it. She said that she wasn't actively looking at it, but she just kind of like stumbled upon it. Stanley, I'm going to need you to stop screaming, babes. 
Do you hear him? Uh, so she sent these text messages. I love when you guys send text messages. I'm going to read the text messages and then we're going to get into it. So he said, oh God. He said, I understand. Yes, I did change the pictures back, but I'm not trying to pick up girls on there. And yeah, the Hinge notifications, but I'm, I've always had Hinge and also Bumble. I downloaded them all together when I first got on those. I understand you wanting to be on the same page and not wanting to be an option, but to me, you're not an option. That's why I always make time to see you. And I was trying to plan to come see you this weekend. And since we both have a lot of free time, but if you don't feel comfortable with me because you feel like I'm trying to pick up other chicks, then that's okay. I'm not going to do anything to make you feel uncomfortable. I want to do all of these trips with you and spend this time with you. <sighs> Girl, I'm getting hot and damn bothered about this. So if you feel like there needs to be more combos about this, then that's fine. And also if I can ask, do you check my Tinder periodically to see if I change it? And then this next message he sent said, okay, I understand why you saw my picture. And I'd say we're on the same page. You're not an option to me. And I don't, I'm sorry. And I want to see you and spend time with you as much as possible with schedules. Um, go play with the bags, Stanley. I, I swear to God, he, he's a wild cat. He's a, he's a wild cat that's living in my home. Stanley Bibbs, you're acting a bit crazy. Thank you. If you could please. Yeah, thank you. So, okay. Here's my thing. His response to you confronting him is so gaslighty, but at the same time, it sucks because it's like, this is one of those things where he's having his cake and eating it too, right? He told you straight up, I don't want a relationship. My divorce isn't final. So at that point, you you continuously seeing him and hanging out with him, you're that's an acceptance, whether we like it or not, I know we think, oh, well, we really care about each other. We really like each other. And the more time we spend together, the relationship will grow, right? That's what we naturally will gravitate towards because that's what we want to happen with certain people, right? If you're feeling that vibe with him. But at the end of the day, he's going to say to you, which this is why I hate being in these situations. And this is why I encourage everyone to as much as you can and not be in situations like this. Um, because no matter what, it's you kind of saying, okay, this isn't what I want, but if this is what it means, you know, to be with you, then I'm going to have to do that. You know, it's kind of an exception of what they're offering, which is fucking nothing, which is absolutely nothing. I don't care if he's saying, oh yeah, in October, oh, in December. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. In the meantime, wipe your ass. I don't care. You know, so he can't, you can't even say to him, like you said, you wanted to be with me because he did not And that's what sucks. I, I, I get what you're saying. And it's such a complicated situation, but to me, if a guy doesn't make it clear what he wants, and if I am not on that same page, he's fucking out. He's out because if these, this is how these things happen. These situations always end up like this. The majority of the time, maybe not all the time, but 99.9% .9 of the time, this is how it ends up. You end up hurt. He's like, well, I never said I wanted to be with you. You're acting crazy or whatever they say. And you're screwed. You know, I'm mean, looking at this text message again. Uh, you want to know what I also would have appreciated in this. This is like very gaslighty, his response. I really would have appreciated it if he just went, because in the first sentence, he said, I'm not trying to pick up girls on there. I, I can't believe you would think that I'm trying to pick up chicks. Right. That's what he's saying. If he were to just be like, I told you I didn't want this. This is what I've been doing. X, Y and Z. I never told you I wasn't seeing anybody else. Just be upfront and honest with me. This is beating around the bush because he's denying it when it's obvious, dude. Why, then why are you changing your pictures for fun? for fun. Okay. It's just so hard because, you know, you have this connection with somebody and, and I think the most relationships, it is a purely and solely about timing. 
more so than anything else. There's been people who I'm like, I've hung out with them and I'm like, I, we have the most fun. We get along. He gets it. I get him. We make each other laugh. We go out, we do this, we do that. And it's just not good timing on one of our ends. It's if somebody's telling you straight up, like, I'm not looking for this, then fucking cool. Bye. Cause I, I know what I want and I know what I am. And I think that that's something that I have, you know, in the last few years really been trying to focus on when it comes to me dating. It's like, it's just like anything else. It's like, what are my intentions before I go out on a date, before I go out with somebody or before I decide if I want to see someone again or whatever, like, what do I want? Do I want a relationship with them? Do, am I okay with just us going on a few dates? Am I okay with us just hanging out? Am I okay with us just being friends? You know, you have to think of what you want. And if that person isn't matching up to you, then, then bye, you know, it, it, it's a tough pill to swallow though, but I've been in this situation before and I always kick myself in the ass, right? Because you're just like, God damn it. Okay, you guys, a quick word from our friends, our sponsors this week. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Many people are burned out and they don't even know it. Symptoms may include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. You guys know I always am encouraging all of you go talk to somebody, go to, uh, go to therapy, chat it out. You have an unbiased opinion. It makes you feel good. And I absolutely love better help because it's something that you can do on zoom. You could do it. You know, you don't have to even go into the office if you don't want. So it's the convenience of it. And I really, really think it's helpful. I think it's wonderful. And again, it makes your life a lot easier. We associate burnout with work, uh, but that is not the only cause. Most things in life can lead us to feeling burned out and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with somebody can help you figure out what's causing the stress in your life. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It does more. It is more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. The girlies get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash secret keepers. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash secret keepers. And we also have a very new exciting sponsor, Function of Beauty. Your hair is completely unique and you need products that address your hair. That's where Function of Beauty comes in. You guys, I had heard about this sponsorship and they, they let me order a shampoo and conditioner and I got a hair mask as well. And it's really, really cool. I love customized anything. And this is hair stuff customized for your hair. So you type in what type of things you want, whether you want it to be, you know, strengthening or color or, you know, like whatever type of specifics that you want. And you pick the flavor of it. You pick the fragrance of it. You pick the color of it and the packaging. It is so cool. And it even has your name written on the thing, which you guys know me. That's my spiel. I love when my name's on something makes me feel like a gosh darn princess. And that's a fact. Um, it was founded by a dream team of engineers and cosmetic scientists with 54 trillion possible formulations. Hey, that's a lot of formulations. Each function of beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. Every formulation is vegan, cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone-free. Here's how it works. First, you take the quiz, you build your hair profile, and select your five goals, like lengthen, volumize, and oil control. Next, you choose your color, fragrance, and dye. And once your freshly filled formula is delivered straight to your door, prepare for good days ahead. Uh, good hair days ahead. Say goodbye to generic hair care for good. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash secret keepers to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% off your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash secret keepers to let them know you heard it from our show and get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash secret keepers. Take your hair quiz and save 25% off your first order. Thank you so much to Function of Beauty and BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. So this one says getting over a breakup. Uh, hi, Carly and the cats. First of all, I just want to say I love you on Girl Code. Your podcast is my favorite. Again, thank you so much. I, I always am so surprised at how many of you uh, watch Girl Code. I really appreciate that. And it was a definitely a special time um, in my life as well. So thank you. Uh, I guess I'll just jump right into it. And sorry in advance, this story is so long. 
I was with a guy for a little over a year when he unexpectedly broke up with me this past week. Uh, We spent every weekend together since we met. I basically lived at his place. We traveled together. We had COVID together, barely fought. He met my family and we were best friends. For additional context, we're both 26. This was each of our first real relationship and he lived an hour away from me. This kind of forced me to stay the weekend at his place since it was hard to meet up for a spontaneous date and then go home. He's been going through a lot this past month. He hates his job, but doesn't know what else he wants to do. He doesn't have a good relationship with his family. He feels guilty about it, and he feels distanced from his friends. He brought uh, these things up to me a few weeks ago in conversation that ended up being emotional for him. I said I wouldn't. I said I would support him with whatever he wanted to do. I told him to tell his sister to visit so he could reconnect with her. I looked for jobs for him and bought him a guided journal where he could write down his thoughts and get more clarity of what he wanted to do to change his life. He said he was going to start therapy. I gave him advice on it since I've been going for over two years. Uh, In the same conversation we had about his anxieties, he also wanted to talk about our future together. He seemed a little nervous about taking the next steps like moving in and introducing me to his parents. He's Indian. I'm not. And they wouldn't be happy about that. And even through around the possibility of, of him moving to another state and if I would follow him, we talked through everything. And although we didn't set a timeline. We decided that we did see this as a long-term relationship. He said he felt a lot better after talking to me. And even though it was a tough convo, I also felt better. And I could bring up these next steps when I felt like it was the right time. I thought our relationship would now progress. Fast forward a few weeks to last Sunday. Everything was good. We were watching Stranger Things and cuddling on the couch. He gets up to go to the bathroom and when he comes back, he sits down and he's shaking both his body and his voice. And he says, I'm nervous. I knew it the second he said that, that he was going to break up with me. He talked about it for a while. His main reason was his gut telling him that something was off about the relationship, but he couldn't explain it. I was obviously confused and tried to fight for us. I took moving in and meeting his parents off the table, but nothing worked. He said he didn't know if he's making the right decision and he would probably regret it. But again, his gut told him to do this. Uh, We were both crying, hugging each other and not wanting to let go. All right. I I already have some thoughts on this, but I'm going to I'm going to finish the email and then we'll get we'll get to it. Uh, Eventually, I packed all my stuff, went home and was devastated. We made a plan to meet the Wednesday after so we could talk about it more since we were both kind of confused. He wrote me a letter, read it to me in person. And in summary, it said that he never really was ready for a relationship and initially thought that we were just a fling, but I kept coming over. He invited me by the way, and he kept trying to see if he could make it work. He said he loved me, but he was never in love with me and didn't know why, because there was nothing I could have done better. He said that he should have said something sooner, but he kept having fun with me and did develop feelings, but didn't want to hurt me. After he said all of this, I knew where I knew there was nothing I could do to save the relationship. We talked about how sad we were and about not going to our usual restaurants, not being able to travel together, et cetera. We hugged and we cried again, but this was an actual goodbye. Even though I knew I couldn't save the relationship, I've been trying to make sense of his reasoning. My mom and my friends find it hard to believe that he wasn't in love with me. I'm not sure if I believe it. He never gave me any hesitation about starting a relationship. We spent all our time together and we were working and had the quote unquote, we're official talk two months in. He said he always loved spending time with me and it felt genuine. He also did things recently that made me think he wanted it to be long-term. He talked about us going to Coachella next year. In April, he had me RSVP him as my plus one to a a wedding that was six months away. He really pushed me to renew my passport, passport the last two weeks so we could go to Italy or Mexico together. My therapist says, his gut feeling was really just anxiety about committing to the future. Everyone, including him, agrees that he's very stressed and he needs therapy. We need to figure out, he needs to figure out what he wants and why he can't commit. I believe he loves me and cares about me and I could see it in his face that he was hurt. I don't think he's a bad person. I just think he really is lost now and I genuinely want what's best for him. Um. The hardest part about this is that I can't talk to him when he was always my comfort. I so badly want to call him and tell him he's stupid and to change his mind or to even check up on him and ask how he's doing because I know he's grieving too. We did everything together and I don't know how I'll survive the upcoming weekends because I spent them with him. Oh, girl, I want to hug you. 
To make matters worse, I'm starting a new job in less than two weeks in the same city where he lives and where we spent all of our time. I feel like this breakup is overshadowing my job change and I can't enjoy it. I'm writing this on Saturday because I spent yesterday with my best friend who really has been there for me. She lets me cry and vent when I need. And whenever we're just having fun talking about normal things or go to dinner, I just feel like I wasn't present. I was still thinking about him constantly and literally everything reminds me of him. Yeah. I also want to say there's something better out there, but at least at this moment, it's really hard to do that. No relationship is perfect, but I didn't think ours had major problems. Like I said, we loved spending time together and felt so comfortable to be ourselves. Right now, I truly feel like I still want to be with him, even though he pretty much said, it's not me, it's you. I can't help but think if I could have done something different. So now I have a few questions. How do you get over a breakup and especially one that you didn't want? How do you get over somebody that you still love and they think that you think still loves you? How do I keep myself from having hope that we'll get back together? I'm afraid I'll convince myself after he goes to therapy for a few months and figure his stuff out that we can get back together and it'll all be good. I did ask him if there was a possibility of that happening and he didn't say no, but he didn't say yes. And he said he can't string me along and wants me to move on. We agreed um, not to talk anytime soon, but maybe in a few months we can check in and catch up. And I feel like I'm going to count down the days until I can talk to him again. Oh, girl, you're making me want to cry. I'm so sorry this was so long and serious. My therapist is on vacation next week. <laughs> My therapist. Hold on. Woo woo. Hello. My therapist is on vacation next week and you're the next best thing. Oh, well, thank you so much. I am definitely not, um, you know, legally, uh, you know, certified and qualified, but I'll do the best I can. Uh, I really hope you read this and I appreciate any advice. If any other secret keepers have gone through a similar situation or even been in this position, I would love to know. Love ya. And PS come to San Francisco. Oh, I love San Francisco. Uh, whatever happened to predictability, you know, I like San Francisco and, and Hey, I like rice -aroni. Wow. Do they still make that? Listen, girl, you're making me want to cry with, uh, with this email. Do you want to know why? Because I feel your pain. I know that you're heartbroken. I know you really love this guy and love drives you crazy. Love drives you crazy when you're in love with somebody and you can't be with them for whatever reason, whether it's they break up with you or you both just realize it's not the right time or, you know, you both decide to end it. It really, really is devastating and it's heartbreaking and it is all consuming. So I understand where you're coming from. Um, but what I will say is also when we really love someone like this, we don't see the negative. We don't see sometimes what's right in front of our face. Um, you know, because you're blinded, you're blinded by it. And we make different decisions. We go with our heart instead of our gut and all of this stuff. I think that his reasoning very well could be what your, what your therapist said, where it's just like, he has anxiety. It could have to do with his family. It could have to do with the fear of his family, not accepting you and knowing, um, you know, that you would have difficult roads ahead of you. Um, it could be because you guys seemingly, even though I understand that's not the exact situation, but just to kind of simplify it, you guys took it from, oh, we're just like having a fling to a relationship pretty quickly. Um, so maybe sometimes you get swept up in something and then you're like, oh my God, I've been with somebody for so long. And, you know, you start to have these doubts and these second, you start second guessing yourself. But I know I mentioned this earlier on in the episode, if someone's not a hundred percent for you, then they're fucking out. These are the rules. These are my rules. If you're not a hundred percent positive about me, then that's fine. I'm all set. I'm not begging. I'm not trying to fix you. I'm not trying to do, you know, you were so sweet to him and you were like, I, I helped him look for a job. I was looking for jobs for him. I was helping him with this and I got him a journal, like how unbelievably nice and, and kind of you to do that. Um, it's just like, he wasn't giving you the same. He wasn't giving you the same in return. 
you need somebody that's going to match you on that level. Otherwise it's, it's an imbalance in the relationship. So you saying something like, even though nothing really bad happened, I get it because I've also been there too, where I've been with someone and I'm like, nobody cheated. This is so heartbreaking to have to go through. Neither of us like did anything wrong. There wasn't a huge fight that ended it, but it's just an accumulation of things that lead you to that place. And you were trying to be supportive of him, which was so nice of you. Like the way you described it, he was struggling and you're like, I got him a journal and this, this, and that, but you need someone that's a hundred percent for you. You just do. Do you want to know why? Because that's what you deserve in a relationship because relationships are really fucking hard. And if someone's not a hundred percent for you, it's not going to be fun. It's just not going to be fun for either of you. So there is something better out there for you. There is somebody that's going to do these things for you instead of you doing them for him. I don't think that he didn't love you. I don't think that he didn't care about you. I of course think, you know, you're not with someone for that long and not care about them. That just doesn't happen. But um, I think that he, he can't give you what you need. And, and I remember when I went through this really devastating breakup and I was so heartbroken and I was crying all the time and I couldn't, I I just couldn't function in life. And my mom said to me, he spared you. He spared you. You know, that wasn't supposed to be your life. He spared you and, and you're, he loves you so much that he did that for you. And, and that's a kind of good way to think about it. Like he loved you so much that he knew he can't, he can't give you these things. He's got too much going on. He's got to figure himself out before he can even give himself to somebody else, you know? And then if you guys get back together, then what's going to happen? You're going to be paranoid the whole time that, that he's going to break up with you randomly again, when you guys are in the middle watching fucking stranger things. Did you even finish the damn season? I mean, what a monster. When people decide to break up, I'm like, now's the time. This is when you chose. It's not even like, hey, can we talk for a second? Come over so we could talk. It's like, you're going to put on a show. How dare? How dare? I'll never be able to look at Millie Bobby Brown in the face again. You know, you ruined that show for me then. I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying he couldn't have picked worse timing. Um, but also what I want to say with these things is like, this is the second time in this, this episode where somebody's going, yeah, no, he said he wanted to do this. And we were talking about going to Italy and we we're talking about it. It doesn't matter. Do it. Don't say do like, if you want to go on a trip with me, book it, book it, prove it, you know? Maybe I'm jaded. I just stopped believing. I, I just stopped taking people for their word because I'm just like, uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. You know? Okay. This one says, always travel to New Jersey for a man. Okay. Uh, hey, Carly, girly, you could just call me Jay. Uh, I'm a big fan of you and your podcast girl. A few weeks ago on your Instagram story, somebody said, how far would you move for a garbage man? And your answer was New Jersey where they probably all live. And girl, I live in Chicago, but when you posted the story, I was in New Jersey meeting a man for the first time. Long story short, I just got out of a nine year relationship that went nowhere. And I stayed far longer than I should have. So I was ready to go on a date. I went on one date off the apps and this man was nice, but just not for me. Then my brother-in-law offered to introduce me to his friend, and I didn't realize his friend was in New Jersey. Uh, we started texting and FaceTiming, and about two and a half weeks later, I was on a plane to New Jersey. <laughs> I spent Memorial Day with week, uh, Memorial Day weekend with him, blah, and we had the best time. No regrets. We decided to keep in touch. Don't know where this will go, if anywhere, but I stand by always going to New Jersey to meet a man. Oh, we love to see it. You know, the cuties live in New Jersey. The cuties live in New Jersey. The cuties actually, as much as I hate to say it, because I'm from there, a lot of cuties live on Long Island. And, and I hate to see it because they're too damn far. To me, like going into Manhattan to date someone is like a lot. You know, you got to be in my vicinity of Brooklyn at this point. 
you know, going uptown in the city, that's long distance. How do you guys make it work? I don't know. But, um, all right, you guys, we didn't get a fuck, Mary kill. We didn't get a fuck, Mary kill this week. Well, how tragic. Okay, let's do fuck, Mary kill with my drinks. We got Diet Cokes. We got, ooh, should I even throw Martinelli's in there? I'm going to throw Martinelli's, Martinelli's apple juice in there, which by the way, if you haven't tried it, you're missing out. That's not a sponsorship. That's just what I feel deep down in my heart. Something about that glass bottle just hits different. Oh my God. I'm telling you, when I drink something out of a glass bottle, I'm like, the way it tastes 5,000 fucking times better. Why does that happen? I don't know. Ask a scientist. Martinelli's, Diet Coke, and seltzers. And I'm going to group in seltzer, sparkling water. You know the whole spiel. I'm going to say, wow, you got to marry Diet Coke because my Diet Coke is my special treat of the day. And then I'm going to fuck Martinelli's and I got to kill seltzer. And it really is unfortunate because I do enjoy, I enjoy my seltzers and I enjoy my seltzer breaks that I have throughout the day that don't make me feel guilty because it's seltzer. It's not soda. So I'm not over, I'm not over drinking Diet Coke. Anytime I talk about Diet Coke, people are like, you know how dangerous I'm like, yeah, I could take the paint off a car. It's literally one of the only reasons I continue living on this earth. So let me have my thing. You know, you're not telling me like, I never thought it was healthy. Nobody ever thought it was healthy, but I'm marrying it because I'm toxic like that. Marrying Diet Coke, fucking Martinelli's because you gotta, you gotta, woo, getting crazy. And then we're killing seltzer. And that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote, girls. I love you guys. I hope you have a great week. Again, tune in to Pete Davidson Presents The Best Friends. It's on Netflix starting Monday at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 a.m. Pacific. And I am on Spotify. Uh, Spotify live app. If you want to join in, it is on Thursday at eight Eastern five Pacific. And I'm really, really excited about it. It's called confessions with Carly. You can start following the show now and tune in. So you get a little alert. I'm so excited. We have a great week ahead of us. You guys stay positive, be nice and drink a diet Coke for God's sakes. Bye.